up and welcome to Bridge Youth. We are so stoked you are here. Service starts at seven, that's in five minutes. Um, please be sure to use the bathroom before service starts. That would be a good time. And if you're here, you're family to us and we are so happy to be spending this night with you.
is in just two minutes, so make sure to grab your seat, turn off your airdrop, and if you're watching online with us this evening, comment something so that we know you're watching. Tonight will be awesome. We are so stoked that you are here. Yo, 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 Bridge Youth! What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? <coughs> Good? Good! Good? Good? That was, that was, that was okay. One more time, one more time. How are we doing? How are we doing? Yeah. There we go. All right, I'm Trinity. I'm Tyler. And we are your guys' service hosts tonight. Here at Bridge Youth, we like to do something called family time. So this is where we're gonna stand up, meet somebody new, and ask them the question... You got it, you got it. What is the most overrated Valentine's gift you can get? <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> stand up, stand up. I like totally forgot the question. No, it's okay. You did good. I, I realized that I should have like Personally, my most overrated one is the little sweet tart hearts that like say yeah. I love you. No bueno. They are not good. <laughs> all right, um, all right, all right. Somebody also said like the giant just like boxes of chocolate. How do we please you? I'm sorry. Those are good. All right. 
If you haven't already, follow our social media, Instagram and TikTok, Bridge YTH underscore. Give us Here, a follow to stay up to date. Sorry, I cut you off. Here at Bridge Youth, we like to say that giving is another way to worship God. There is absolutely no pressure, but if you do feel like you would like to give, you can do that online or at our giving station in the back of the auditorium right by the doors over there. Hey, our first Young Adults Gathering is gonna be Sunday, February 19th at the coffee shop. It's gonna be here at the church at 5 p.m. If you are a young adult or you know a young adult, tell them to pull up. <laughs> it's a great time and you guys don't wanna miss it. We also have connect groups this Sunday. Yes, so Bridge Youth doesn't just happen on Wednesdays, but on Sundays as well. So join us at the 11.30 a.m. service for connect groups, hang with your friends, come into service, come talk and hang out with us. It's an awesome time. Hey, Bible clubs have started at your guys' schools. Yeah, they have. I wanna Woo! see some faces in here. There's some people in here. I know you go to those schools, pull up to our Bible clubs. If you want some more info, DM us at bridgeYTH underscore. All right, we also have baptisms coming up. Super, super exciting. Yes, sir. That will be on Sunday, February 26th. Come and get baptized. You can make a public de declaration of your faith and you can register online at the Bridge Church website or on the Bridge Church app. Hey, last one. Can my men say, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's we up? have Bridgemen uh, this Friday night. It's gonna be right here in the youth center. It's gonna be at seven o'clock. Pull up, let's talk. All right, guys, guess what time it is? Let's worship. Hi, worship, let's go.
don't want you guys to miss it, Bridge Youth. God is the real thing. We have so much fun in this place. We do. But I don't want you to miss it, girls. I don't want you to miss it, how good God is, how good He is, and what He's doing here in this place. When we're going through the motions, we miss it. And Bridge Youth, I love you too much to miss it, to miss the truth of who God is. He is good. He died for you. He is there for you. He gave his all for you. And so I want to remind you of that tonight. 
And I want you to know that there's many students in here. It's not just leaders that are 18 and over, but we have students at Bridge Youth who have stepped up to say, I wanna serve, I wanna lead. I wanna lead not only in my own life, but I wanna lead with my peers. And you guys are called to do that, to be the leaders, the leaders for Christ and for His goodness. And so here at Bridge Youth, we want our students to pray. We don't just want our adults to pray, we want our students to pray. So Emma is gonna pray right before we get into service tonight, all right? Go ahead and lead us. Bow your heads with me. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us all here tonight. I pray that you open our hearts and minds, not only to the message tonight, but also to what you have to say to us individually. I pray that you shower your love and grace over this entire room tonight and allow us to feel your Holy Spirit. I also pray against any distractions and that you help us really focus and hear the word you speak through Pastor Corey. We love you and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, Bridge Youth. All right, all right. Are you ready for tonight? I don't know. Are you ready for tonight? Okay, okay, I believe you. On your way back to your seat, high five three people and say it's going to be a good night. and today I'll be walking around the office asking some questions about everyone's love life. What's your name? Uh, Kim Kim. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Worst date I ever went on? Um, it was when I was in a long distance relationship and she wanted to do a date over Discord. It was not good. Ooh. It was not good at all. It was not good. Don't date, don't do long distance. It's not good. I used to talk to this guy who would uh, play on Discord and he'd have me watch his Fortnite sessions. <laughs> What's your name? Alicia Almadio. Who should pay on the first date, uh, the guy or the girl? On the first date, I think it should be mutual. So there's no um, expectations. Everybody's on fair. <laughs> What's your name? Um, Brittany. <laughs> What's something you look for in a relationship? Loyalty, honesty, and... <laughs> I was going to say commitment, but loyalty is kind of the same. So, so basically just already things that people should have? Yes, I really believe they should have that already. <sighs> What's your name? Freddie. <laughs> What's something that you would actually want for Valentine's Day? Just to hang out with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 what's your biggest red flag? Oh, I love this trend. Uh, Fireworks by Katy Perry. What's your name? Amber. Amber what? Amber White. Thanks. Uh, what was the worst date you've ever been on? The worst date I've ever been on? 
It wasn't with Corey, because he's always giving me the best dates. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bridge Youth, how we doing tonight? Hey, you guys good? You certainly look good. Look at the person sitting next to you say, you look good. Hey, thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight. If you got a Bible, go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Hey, if you don't know me, my name is Corey. I am the next-gen pastor here alongside my awesome wife that you just saw on that screen bragging about me, uh, my wife Amber. We get to lead this crazy, awesome, cool thing called Bridge Youth. Uh, if you are here for the first time, we want to say an extra special welcome to you, whether you're right here in the room or maybe you're watching online. You're the coolest person in the room or online. And you're the coolest person on all of the internet right now if you are watching online. Um, but we just think it's so cool that you chose to come and spend some of your time with us in the midst of your busy schedule and everything going on in life and the fact that you got school tomorrow morning and here you are. We just think that's so cool. We're so thankful uh, that you would choose to spend some of your time with us. We like welcoming our guests every week in a way that never gets old for us. We like saying we're here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you. We back you. We're so stoked that you're here. You don't, gotta, you don't have to believe to belong here. Hey, a couple things really quick before we jump into tonight's message. Number one, next week. Somebody say, next week. Next week, you do not want to miss next week. Next week, we've got the one and the only Pastor Zach and Ashley Martin coming to share in this series. If you don't know uh, Pastor Zach and Ashley, Pastor Zach is on our staff. He'll be preaching this Sunday, actually. And um, great, great, great people of God. They're so awesome. They're so cool. They're so amazing. They're going to hop up and kind of tag team a message and, and just really share from their hearts. Apparently, Ashley might legitimately need to have, like, baby guy strapped to her while she's preaching. So how lit will that be? Having a she'll just have a baby around her while she is speaking. So that'll be awesome. And, and what I love about this is, is you guys next week won't only get a guy's perspective, but also a girl's perspective on um, the topics of this series. So don't miss next week. Look at your neighbor, say, don't miss it. Tell them, don't let me miss it. <laughs> It's going to be an awesome week. Hey, uh, this Sunday, somebody say, this Sunday? This Sunday is our first Young Adults of the Year. And I've been sharing this. Yeah. Um, I've been sharing this uh, personally, uh, just an add-on to what our service host had uh, announced, is if you are a senior in high school, where's the seniors at, you seniors in high school? Dope, dope, dope. Class of Chaz, put your hand down, my guy. <laughs> Class of 2023. Um, one of the things that we want to start doing with our young adults group is on the other side of every year, on the other side of the holidays, we want to start um, basically moving into the, the uh, second semester. Semesters are two, right? There's semesters, trimesters, and quarters. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> what are eighths then? What are sixths? After that, do they have a name for them? There's a family time question. Uh, the second semester 
uh, uh, we want to invite our seniors in high school to join us in young adults. Many of you seniors will have turned 18. A lot of you are really starting to enter into that young adult season. And instead of you wait until you graduate, because some of you will graduate, uh, uh, you'll spend summer here, and then you'll take off. We really want to have a bit of time with you before you go to military or school or into the workforce. And many of you will stay here in the community, in the valley, and stay planted. And we want to have you in a community that will help you in that age and stage of life. The one and only Wyatt Staggers leads our young adults group, so you know it's dope. Um, it's an awesome time. It's chill. There's vibey worship, coffee shops open. Uh, there's a message, there's a conversation. So if you are a senior in high school, you are officially invited to young adults. If you have any questions, uh, go talk to Wyatt right after service. Follow the Instagram. You'll see all of the details there. All right, let's get into the message. Anybody else stoked for God's word tonight? Come on now. I hope so. Because it's a doozy. It's going it's to be a doozy tonight. So we're in this series entitled Asking for a Friend. This is a series all about love, <clears throat> sex, and dating. If you're, if you're uncomfortable with that, <laughs> go with dating, mating, and relating. And I know what some of you might be thinking. First off, Corey, why? Like, why this series? Why this topic? Why do we dig into this every February for the most part? Well, well here's why. No, things just falling back here, huh? Dropping fire already. So here's the thing. Um, uh, uh, I feel like as a church, um, uh, as a whole, not just our church, but the church in general, has really dealt with this stuff in a reactive way instead of a proactive way. And I think that we should be proactive about these topics. Well, why? Why do we need to be proactive? Why do we need to talk about this? Because in 14 years of doing youth ministry, um, I have not seen a single thing pull young people away from God, their faith, their relationship with God, community, their calling, their purpose. There's nothing I've seen pull them away from their faith more than relationships. Some of you in this room went MIA for a little while because you got into a relationship that you shouldn't have been in. And now you've broken up and you're back and praise God there's grace for you, okay? <laughs> um, and, and, and the second reason is because I really think that honestly, um, the number one greatest decision that you will make with your life is whether or not you'll follow Jesus. I really believe that. I think that's the number one greatest decision that you'll make in your life. And I think the second greatest decision that you'll make in your life is who you will marry, who you marry one day, and I know for some of you, you're thinking marriage is so far off in my future. Sure, but it's so important that you should start preparing and thinking about it now. Not that you're picking out your wedding dress. Calm down, girl. You need to chill. But that you should really be developing some preparation for what is really, I think, the second greatest decision that you'll make in life. And the third reason why we do this series is because when it comes to these topics of of, of uh, dating and love and sexuality and orientation and sexual identity and gender and all this stuff. The reality is our culture and our society is really, 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 really confused about this stuff. But you know, God's not confused. God's not confused about this stuff. God has written this stuff. He's, he's uh, through biblical writers, uh, uh, passed the explanation and every answer to every question that we would have into his word. And if he is not confused about it, then we should go to him about these things. So that's why we do this series. All right. Um, 
In this series, Asking for a Friend, we're tackling a big question every week. And this question is one that I get as a youth pastor all the time. If you're taking notes, write this down. What are some major red flags? What are some of the major red flags when it comes to relationships? So we're going to dig into that. And I want to just like, uh, I'll be talking a lot about this from the perspective of like dating, future marriage, love, that sort of stuff. But this is actually a pretty good parameter for any type of relationship that you're going to have in your life that would be a close one. Look, we all have a crazy cousin and an out of control uh, uncle or aunt. We all have a friend that's a little bit sketchy. You know that friend that you'll hang out with on like a sunny Tuesday afternoon, but you would never hang out with them on a Friday night, right? It's like, no way, no how. If we're going to hang out, it needs to be well lit, well occupied, and preferably police, fairly close, you know, like those type of friends. But I'm sorry, the, the friends you'll have close, the relationships that will be close to you, these will actually be some pretty good parameters when it comes to that. So here's your sermon in a sentence for all of you awesome note takers who I love so much more than the people who don't take notes. People who don't take notes, you guys are, the people who don't take notes, you are like, you're the type that sniff people's feet, right? That's just who you are. You're a foot sniffer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're the type that, like, when someone takes off their shoes, you go, and you're like, you're a weirdo. Well, you're also a weirdo if you don't take notes in church, okay? <laughs> All right. Here's your sermon in a sentence. Your sermon in a sentence is this. There are green lights and red flags. The ones we choose determine our paths. There are green lights and there's red flags. And the ones we choose determine our paths. One of the big things I want to I get across tonight is the fact that there is a better way. A better way to what, Corey? A better way to date than what you've seen. Because for most of you, all you've seen is people who get into toxic relationship after toxic relationship after toxic relationship. They get together. They break up. They get together. They break up. They go back to boyfriend, girlfriend number one. They get back together with them. They break up with them. They go and date their friend. It splits apart the entire friend group. And it's just destruction after destruction after destruction after destruction. And it's all bad. It's all toxic. And on the other side of a bunch of grace and forgiveness and healing, somehow, some way, in your mid to late 20s, God comes and, I don't know, gives you a decent marriage. Hopefully. Unless, of course, you know, God's called you to a lifetime of singleness to which you will have to embrace that. And God bless you for it. <laughs> which is a real thing. <laughs> um, but, but, like, there's just a better way. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I love to see, like, high schoolers who are like, you know what, Pastor Corey, I want accountability, I want help, I want wisdom, I want direction, I want you to uh, give me, like, God's word of what, what, what God's word has to say about this stuff. And I'm like, this is so awesome because what you could do as a high schooler is help show all those kids younger than you, all the students younger than you, that there is a way to do this healthy and, 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 and godly. And in a way that will help your life flourish and bring life to your life instead of death to your life. So there are green lights and red flags. The ones we choose determine our paths. All right. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 5. We're going to read uh, 15 to 23. 15 to 23. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God's word? Galatians, great book. Chapter 5. We're going to dig into what has become famously known as the fruit of 
the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Did anybody go to, anybody go to um, elementary school at Linfield? Anybody do elementary school at Linfield? You guys remember the worship song, the, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut? <laughs> I do the elementary chapel. It's the cutest thing in the world. The little elementary kids doing a worship song, and they're like, the fruit of the Spirit's not a banana. <laughs> oh, God, it's so cute. Uh, Amber, give me kids. I want them. <laughs> Just kidding. Not like right now. You know, it's weird. <laughs> Verse number 19, Galatians chapter 5. <laughs> Here's what it says. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. You guys ready? Here's a bunch of red flags for you. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. I just assumed that the biblical writer wrote it like that. Wild party. Wild and crazy kids. None of you guys know anything about that, but it was a dope show back in the 90s. Wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, somebody say, but. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Here we go. The best, like, nine things you could possibly think of. The best nine green lights possible are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, <laughs> gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Before you sit down, let's pray. God, you're good. I pray you would speak to us tonight. God, why'd you let them win on Sunday? <laughs> We're heartbroken, but we still love you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Grab a seat. I want to tell you a story. Somebody say story time. It's a story about when a drunk girl wanted to dance with me at a wedding. <laughs> We're getting spicy. <laughs> this series is spicy. Um, why is it so spicy? <laughs> so... Um, here's the craziest part about this story. I wasn't just at this wedding. I officiated this wedding. I was the pastor doing the wedding. And still, this situation happened. So here's what happened. Um, Amber and I, we're not like the, like, we're not like the biggest of dancers. Like, we don't like turn on music at home and dance. Like, like, I don't know, once in a while we'll like be goofy and whatever. Um, we like, Aren't like I don't know. We've always talked about wanting to swing dance, which we should do that at some point in life. Swing dancing? It's like 1920s, like uh yeah, like I don't really know how. It's if you ever seen the 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 uh, the 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 yeah, if you ever seen the Great Gatsby, like there's a lot of swing dancing in that. Um, the ones like where the guys kind of throw the girls around a bunch and stuff. It's super. It's cool. Um, uh, anyway, so so. We're not big dancers, but when we, when we are in a large crowd of good friends at a wedding, we'll dance a little bit, you know, just like little bits, and it's fun, and like we just vibe, and it's cool. Um, so we're dancing for a little while at our friend's wedding, and 
And uh, Amber's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to run to the restroom. I'm like, cool, no problem. And not five seconds later, I'm just dancing with the boys at this point. My older brother's there. We're having the time of our lives. It's his best friend whose wedding I officiated. This guy, dude I grew up with. Like, they're so awesome. And, and I kind of look across the dance floor. And between all these people, I just catch eyes with some girl all the way across the dance floor who's looking over at me like this. <laughs> immediate red flag and this girl is obviously like sloshed because as she begins to walk in my direction she's not walking in a straight line you know it's this thing and she's trying to dance and like I don't know like not fall in rhythm and I'm like oh no because like my wife is at the bathroom right now. Like, if she was here, I'd know. Like, this girl's just going to get punched in the face. No big deal. <laughs> but, like, but she says, so I'm literally, like, desperate. This is the story where, like, I'm the damsel in distress, you know? And I'm like, where's Amber? She must save me. Return, my queen, you know, help. And, and I'm like, no, like, what am I going to do? Like, and I'm, I don't know why, like, I didn't think to myself, just go sit down. You know, like, I'm so panicked that the best I could come up with is, all right, I need to, right now, while JT, Justin Timberlake, is playing, I need to make up a dance move that will create the most possible distance between me and Red Flag Girl, okay? And I will now demonstrate that dance move to you. Gentlemen, take notes, because this dance move might one day save your marriage. It's really simple. You take one foot and you bring it out. Once you're here, bring this foot here and do it repeti repetitively. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> all the way around this dance floor until my wife got back from the, my guy over here is trying it. It's just here. And actually, don't, don't even let this foot settle by the time you're bringing this foot across. You know, it's, uh, uh, just hold on, we're gonna, you know, like, and it was immediate, like, from a distance, right away, immediately, from the, from the look on her face to the walking and not in a straight line, there were a thousand red flags until Amber showed up and laid that girl out. Boom! No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Until Amber came and danced with me while making eye contact with that girl. It's the equivalent of like a dog peeing on a fire hydrant, you know, like this fire hydrant belongs to me. That was Amber's dancing with me. All right, as I saw red flags on this girl, I want to point out some red flags to you. We're going to break down the, the fruit of the spirit. And I just want to preface this by saying, this is like way less of a message that your youth pastor is going to preach. And it's much more like, like if a big brother was giving you advice. Like I really do feel like this is sort of a, a big brother talk. Like this is legit the type of stuff that I would share with my little sister or my little brother. So here's, um, we're going to kind of go, it's, it's three points but kind of nine points. And we'll be out of here before you know it, I promise, I promise. So point number one, apathy, misery, chaos. So the beginning of the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. What's the opposite of love? Is it? Uh, yeah, I like that. Somebody was in our leaders meeting. 
Okay, think about, uh, often you say, what's the opposite of love? And people will say, hate. Is hate really the opposite of love? Because I think that hate will often conjure up the same type of responses that love can conjure up. Think about it. Both love and hate will make you passionate. Both love and hate will make you like, like, You'll do some, some wild things. You'll get, you'll get radical both when you're in love or you hate someone or something. I think that the opposite of love is probably a bit more like apathy, which apathy is just this like empty hollowness. It's, it's a lack of direction and motivation. It's, it's, a, it's a total like, like, like no passion, no momentum to life type of thing. So, so as you begin to look at somebody's life, are they apathetic and miserable? Red flag. Are they apathetic and miserable? That's a red flag. Somebody say red flag. Yes, Pastor Corey, they are apathetic and miserable. That's why they need me. <laughs> Gentlemen, all the guys in the room, on the count of three, all the guys as low as you can go, hey, one, two, three. A lot of junior high boys in the room. <laughs> Feel voice cracks. A couple years from now, that register will get a bit lower. <laughs> unless you're like me and you just never hit puberty. <laughs> Guys, you need to hear this, please. My little brother. It's a big brother talk, all right? You are not her savior. <laughs> you don't got a big old S tattooed across your chest. You're not Superman. You are not Spider-Man. You're not even Batman, who when you think about it, his only real superpower was money. <laughs> but you're not her you're not her savior you're not gonna save her and in fact if you try to yes she is apathetic and miserable that's why she needs me and I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna what you're starting to do is try to put yourself in, on God's throne you're trying to make yourself God in her life and I promise you young man you will fail at that every single time and what you'll likely do is you'll end up leaving her worse off than she was before Ladies, all the ladies in the room say, hey. Yes, he's apathetic, and yes, he's miserable. That's why he needs me. Here you go. So many of you girls love you so much. You're like little sisters to me. So guilty of this. I'll fix him. No, you won't. You will not. You're not going to fix him. Bro, you will not. You will make matters worse. I know. I know guys seem simple. Like we eat dirt and play video games till we're, I don't know, 33. <laughs> like, you won't fix him. And, and whether you're like trying to be someone's savior, you're trying to fix them, whatever, whatever is the case, what you're trying to do is God's work. If they're apathetic and miserable, they don't need you, they need Jesus. <laughs> and, and if you step in, man, you just might make matters worse. Well, I mean, like, there's, a, there's a, a scripture in the Bible. It's one of the last things Jesus said before he ascended into heaven. It's called the Great Commission. And he said, go into all nations and date people to get them saved. That's not what he said. He did not say, there is nowhere in scripture that you can find Jesus talking about, all right, guys, here's how we're going to preach the gospel to the nations. Christianmingle.com. Hear me out. <laughs> We're going to date people and through a relationship. No, you don't missionary date. That's not how it works. You don't date someone to get them saved. If, if you do, you might just be getting in the way. Well, okay, so apathy, misery. Uh, what if their life is, is filled with chaos? 
can I tell you this? Some of you guys might want to write this down. And it might be, it might be more for, um, maybe it's more for junior hires than it is high schoolers. But you pick investments based on potential. You pick a partner based on patterns. You catch that? You pick, you pick an investment. One day you guys start investing as young as you possibly can. Just start throwing money into investment. I promise you this, you will not be sorry if you do that. And when you're making investments, whether that's uh, crypto, which is basically like Cole's cash, or it's like, uh, it is, basically it is, or, or it's the stock market or whatever it might be, when you're picking uh, 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 something to invest in, you, you look at potential, right? But when you're gonna pick a partner, you look at patterns. What does their life look like? Is their life in utter chaos? Now, here's the thing. Maybe the chaos isn't their fault. Fair enough. But coming into their life in that season probably isn't the best decision. It probably isn't the best move because they might end up using your relationship as a distraction, which means you become the distraction. Well, well it means that you kind of become the crutch. I remember when me and Amber... 17 years old, we first started dating. One of the things that I had committed to her was if I ever become the person who distracts you from your most important relationship, which is Jesus, if I ever become the distraction, I will gladly and humbly remove myself from the equation. I will gladly and humbly back out. Because I know this, your relationship with me, Amber, your relationship with me will never be as important as your relationship with Jesus. Your relationship with me will never come close to the importance of your relationship with God. And the last thing I want to do or be is the distraction to that all-important relationship. Man, you get into, someone's, get into a relationship with someone whose life is in chaos, they will likely end up getting distracted from the most important relationship with your relationship. It's probably just not the season. Red flag, being, being a distraction and a crutch. Green light, someone who knows that the most important relationship in your life is Jesus. And that it's actually the only relationship that will bring you true love, joy, and peace. Somebody say amen. And you'll never be right. You'll hear me say this a bunch this series. You'll never be right with a mate till you're right with your maker. All right. Uh, the first three red flags, apathy, misery, chaos. Here's your next three. Write these down. Impatient, mean, wicked. I told you it was going to be a doozy tonight. Impatient, mean, wicked. Okay, so we got love, joy, peace. Then we got patience, kindness, goodness. If you're noticing, these are all opposites. It's like they're antonyms to the fruit of the Spirit, which makes them the perfect red flag. So impatient, mean, wicked, major red flags. Can I ask you a question? How long can somebody sit at a green light in front of you before you honk? Two seconds. We got two seconds. <laughs> bro, you got enough time for me to notice that the light's green and I'm honking. Bro, like, I am, I am so, dude, I, w I w we went to play basketball. Me, me, Kai, me and Kai went to play, oh, Levi, me, Kai, Levi, Luzader, who is somewhere in the building, hopefully. Um, we went to play basketball on, on Monday night and we were going to show up to the gym pretty early. So, um, like very healthy athletic guys, we were like, let's stop at McDonald's beforehand. <laughs> bro, when I tell you we sat in the drive-thru of this McDonald's, I'm not kidding, bro. 20 minutes? No, here's how impatient we are getting. 
we reverted back to stumble guys. We started playing stumble guys. Anybody still play stumble guys? Dude, stumble guys lit. I, once I got the sharky skin, I retired. Bro. I was like, I got sharky, I'm good. Like it was so, and I, but I'll get impatient if I'm in the drive-thru for five minutes. It was 20 minutes. I was losing my mind, right? How, how impatient are you? Who has ever got a blister on the roof of their mouth because they bit into the bean and cheese burrito too quick? Come on. Or hot pockets, they call them hot pockets for a reason. You know, in the directions, in the directions of hot pockets, they literally put, let stand for at least two minutes. Like, do not, pay. why do they put that? Because they know we are impatient. Impatience. It's one of the biggest red flags. I love that in 1 Corinthians, the love chapter. I've literally read this verse at every, every single wedding I've ever officiated. But it's a great verse. And, and the apostle Paul begins to describe love. And the first two words he uses to describe love is love is patient, love is kind. The first one was patient. Love is patient. Someone might want to write this down. Here's the thing, though. To discover if someone is patient takes patience. If you're to discover that someone is patient or impatient, on your part, it will require patience. It will take time. Anybody can fake it for, you know, five weeks. But it's going to take, this, young people, this is one of the things I wish that young people realized when it came to relationships. Time is on your side. And I know what you're thinking, young lady. No, because he's going to go and get with somebody else. And what am I, then I, I missed my opportunity. Okay, well, if he doesn't see you as someone worth waiting for, then he's not the one. Tell him to kick rocks and move on to Susie or Betty Sue or whoever else. Take your, man, young people, time is on your side. Time is your friend and your ally. Beware of impatience. It's one of the biggest red flags. Well, there's patience and there's kindness. What would the opposite of kindness be? I think it's just straight mean. Just mean. I don't know why I sound like a girl in the South. You're just mean is what you are. It's, oh, you know who that is? That's a, that's a, what's her name from the Johnny Cash movie? You're mean. You know that? You're just mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> I don't know when or how it got trendy or cool to be rude and mean. I, don't, I do not get down with it. I don't get down with it at all. I don't like it. I don't, like you, when you're rude to people, you're, you don't look cool. You don't look, when you, when you don't have manners, when you don't have respect, you don't look cool. You look, you look foolish. <laughs> it's not even in the notes. Like the Holy Spirit's just telling me, tell him not to be mean. I'm like, I'm telling him, Lord. He said, tell him again. <laughs> like open doors for people. If you see a little old lady cry, trying to cross the street, young man, go put your arm out and walk her across the street. You'll have to walk like that. She's little and old. It's going to take a while. <laughs> like when he... When you, oh, dude, can I, this is not, this is not in the notes, but this is, this is so huge. The big brother talk. Okay, I'm going to sit on the stage for a second. Let's talk. <laughs> you guys know, you guys ever see the, the, the hats that are military hats? And it'll say, like, um, there's some that you'll see that'll actually say, like, like, Vietnam veteran. When you see someone wearing one of those hats, walk up to them, look them in the eyes and say, thank you for your service. 
Watch how they'll respond. Show kindness. Red flag. If they're mean. If they're just straight mean. That's such a red flag. Ladies, pay very close attention to how he treats his mom. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I promise you, this is big brother talk. Bro, I've been married for going on 14 years. I, I Actually, if you follow me on Instagram, I messed up yesterday. I put that Amber and I have been, we have been Valentine's 16 times. She's been my Valentine's. Actually, 17 times. 17 times this woman's been my Valentine. I think I know a little bit about relationship, okay? I know just a little bit about relationships, okay? Uh, ladies, God, let him keep going. <laughs> That's how you know it's a private jet. You always hear the private jet. Uh, you can borrow my jet for now. I'll need it back later. Um, 17 times she's been my Valentine, right? Um, how he treats his mom will ultimately and eventually be how he treats you. I, I'm t- I promise you. I'm telling you. I promise you. Like, it's, I'm preaching really good right now. <laughs> this is really Really good preaching. And it, look, my dude, my mom, my mom's wild, bro. <laughs> my mom, my mom's wild. My mom's crazy. My mom is the type that will snap at the waiter or waitress. <laughs> like, I, um, my drink has been, it's been empty for 0.5 seconds. So <laughs> that's my mom. My mom is my mom's wild. But I'll tell you this: you will never catch me disrespecting my mom. Get around me when I'm around my mom. I open her door. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Even when my mom's being difficult, I'm still res- because that's my mother. And 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 the first, the only commandment tied to a promise is honor your mother and father, so you may live long in the land the Lord's given you. I want to live long in the land the Lord's given me. I want a long life, so I'm going to honor my mother and father. So guess what? If, if my mom, if if I can honor and respect and not be mean to my mom when she, even when she's being difficult, what happens when my wife's being difficult? Well, I'm not going to respond to her in meanness. I'm going to respond to her in kindness. Guys, pay really close attention to how she treats her dad. Shut up, dad. She finna talk to you like that. Say, look, I don't know. I just don't think it's all that cool that you talk to 47 guys on Instagram every day. Shut up. You're just insecure. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're just insecure because, you know, you don't trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust guys. <laughs> I don't trust them. It's like, well, you shouldn't have to worry about anything if you trust me. Yeah, well, I, I also trust the alarm on my car. But I'm not just going to say, hey, Indian, everybody, try to break in. Go ahead. Try to break into the car. I trust the alarm. No, it doesn't work that way. Guys, pay close attention to how she treats her dad. Ladies, pay close attention to how he treats his mom. Are they mean are they, like, how do they just treat people? Are they the type of person who's always bullying somebody, putting them down? They're always getting attention and a laugh at somebody else's expense? Well, if, they, if you date a bully, they will ultimately bully you in the relationship. And then you'll have to figure out how to get out of that relationship and get healing and restoration from it. How about, how about the last one, goodness? Well, what's the opposite of goodness? Well, it, this version is wickedness. Is their lifestyle just straight wicked? What does their life reflect? Some people, what their life reflects might take a little bit of time for you to figure out. For some, it's straight up obvious right away. Like the girl at the wedding. I knew right away. Wicked. <laughs> Wickedness at, at 2 o'clock. You know? 
Like it's just new, and some people you'll know right away. You'll know by like, what are they advertising? You know, what do you go to, what do you go to Chick-fil-A for? Chicken. What do you go to, what do you go to In-N-Out for? Burger. What do you go to Arby's for? A delicious meal. Arby's is delicious. It's good. It's bomb. It's so great. <laughs> it's the most controversial thing I'll say. Arby's is good. People are like, no. And then there's like seven of us who are like, yes. <laughs> I love Arby's, bro. Arby's is so bomb. Well, like there's some, I, and okay, I'm joking, right? Moment of levity. But here's the thing. Some of you, Ladies, love you. Some of you ladies, you keep going after the same type of dude who looks the same, talks the same, acts the same, and actually your initial contact was the exact same in that he just slid up on your DMs every single time and that's the type of dudes that you're getting into relationships with over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then you're over here playing dumb like, I don't get it. I don't understand. How come all guys are dogs? No, you're the common denominator. It's not them, it's you. You keep choosing. You don't, you want, you know, like our water, you know the water that we, like you got, who's got the water on the fridge? The water on my fridge, the thing keeps saying, uh, uh, change filter. You know what I did? I just pushed the button. <laughs> it says the change filter. And I keep drinking it. And I don't know, I probably have like some buildup in my stomach or something because I'm not changing the filter. We like filter our water, right? We should be drinking water that's filtered, but some of you, like, the people you go and date, it's like you're looking for filtered, clean, pure water in the sewer, and you're getting a scoop and going, oh, it's so weird that it's not clean and pure and filtered. You don't find pure water in a sewer, and some of y'all are looking for love in all the wrong places, and you're confused on why you keep ending up with the same type of people what is their life advertising do you have to look past a bunch of wickedness to see any goodness or is there so much goodness that it's like oh and there's a few things that they because nobody's perfect nobody's perfect but what is their life reflecting my last point as the band heads up we start closing this down the last three fruit of the spirit faithfulness gentleness self-control but here's the red flags Unfaithful, harsh, and undisciplined. Unfaithful, harsh, and undisciplined. Let's, let's tackle unfaithful. Before you ever even think about getting in a relationship with this person, how are they as a friend? How are they as a friend? How are they as a student? How are they, are they an athlete? How are they an, as an athlete? Can they even commit to the sport they say they love? They can't? but you think they're gonna commit to a relationship with you. How are they as a son or a daughter? How are they as a family member? Are they, are they faithful to their family that they were born into and they've known for however many years? Oh, but you think they're gonna be faithful to you after meeting them three days ago. Does their life display faithfulness? Then don't be fooled or tricked into thinking they'll now all of a sudden take on faithfulness. Here's a great one. Are they a faithful follower of Christ? Because if they're not a Christian, they're not a candidate. 
Not if you're a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, I'm not talking to you right now. If you're not a Christian, we're so stoked that you're here. You are welcomed here. This is home for you. You don't have to believe to belong here. But if I want to learn how to shoot free throws, I'm not going to talk to Tiger Woods, who's competing next week. Mm, yes. Praise God. <laughs> like, I, if, I, I want to figure, figure out how to putt. All right, Tiger. If I want to figure out how to shoot free throws, if you, if you want to be a good basketball player, you hang out with basketball players. If you want to be a good golfer, you hang out with golfers. You want to be a good guitarist, you hang out with Jake. You want to be a good rock climber, you hang out with Levi. If you want to not be able to use your arms for five days, hang out with him and go rock climbing. If you want to be a good Christian, it makes no sense that you would date someone who's not a Christian. And it's the same way if you're, if you, if you are, if you're not a Christian, hey, that's cool. Like, this is, let me, let me tell you, this is not terms of value. I'm not saying that if you're, if you're not a Christian, you're somehow less valuable. Because it wouldn't be fair to you either. See, you get in a relationship with a Christian, they'll begin to ask you to start being faithful to God in ways that's not fair for you. You know one of the things as Christians that we do? We give 10% of our first income to our local storehouse, to the church. That's our way of saying, God, money doesn't come first. The church don't need your money. First off, God doesn't need your money. That's not the point. This is the way of saying, God, money doesn't have my heart. Money doesn't lead my life. You have my heart. You lead my life. So I give 10% of everything that I make. I, I'm, dude, I tithe off of Christmas money, bro. All of it. Just to show God, God, you come first, not money. Money is not God to me. Money, money can buy me stuff, but it's not my source. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're in the room, how unfair for a Christian to say, well, you have to give 10% of your money to the church, to God. And you're like, I don't even believe in God. And you're telling me to give him. That's not fair. So this isn't a double standard. And this isn't like somehow saying, oh, like Christians have more value. No, no, this is, this is like, like just something that makes sense. Because this term being, uh, uh, not being yoked together. It's a term of like a piece of farming equipment. It was one thing that was shaped like that. And there was an ox on this side and an ox on that side or two cattle. And you throw one yoke over the two of them and they would walk in a direction. And now being yoked together, not too dissimilar from being in a relationship, they now cannot go in opposite directions. Any way that one turns, the other turns. So as, as you're walking and you're wanting to live a Christian lifestyle and they're like, no, 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 we're going this way. All of a sudden you're getting pulled. And I can't tell you how many young people this has happened to. And they, they, they act surprised. It's like scripture's been telling us, your youth pastor's been telling you. And I get it, they're, they're a good person. There's a lot of good people out there that just don't hold the same values that we have. Look, that's okay they're not the type of person you should get in a relationship with. Are they faithful to Christ? Well, instead of gentleness, are they harsh? You want to be with somebody who's gentle. Why? Because you're not perfect. And when you make mistakes, I'm so thankful that, that I have a wife who is, who is gentle. Because I make mistakes all the time. And she's not like, hey, idiot. Don't do that. Ugh, so dumb. No. She's, hey, let's grow together. And I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm glad you pointed that out. 
and now I can grow even more into the man of God that he's calling me to be. And you helped me in that process. Are they harsh? Here's a good way to know. Are they, are they judgmental? Or are they gracious? Are they forgiving? Or do they hold grudges? Here's a really good one. How do they treat baristas? How do they treat their server? How do they talk about homeless people? Oh, oh gosh, they're going to bother me. Oh, you know, you know they're just, you know they're just in that situation because of their own stupid mistakes, right? Oh, no, don't help them. Don't give them. Are they harsh? Are they gracious and loving and kind and gentle? The last one, this might be my favorite. This is where we're landing the thing. Do they have self-control or are they undisciplined? I could preach a whole message just about this one. Are they undisciplined? If so, stay away. How can I see if they're undisciplined? Look at their patterns. Is their health out of order? Is their mental health out of order? Is their schedule out of order? Is their life out of order? Here's a great one. Do they run their mouth? Do they constantly gossip? Do they tear people down with their words? If they can't control their words with people that, if they talk trash about their own family all the time, who they know and have loved for years, but they just met you, like, red flag. If ever they try to divide or separate you from your family, red flag. If they try to pull you away from the friends that you've had for decades, red flag back to being undisciplined. Have they had three jobs in the last three months and they can't seem to hold anyone down? And it's always the employer's problem. It's always the employer's fault. Here's an undisciplined that's not really their fault, but it's still dangerous and you should take it into consideration. Do their mom and dad let them do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whoever they want? Their mom and dad never tell them no about anything, but they tell their mom and dad no about everything. And then they go ahead and do all those things. Because maybe somebody has some really, 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 really unjustifiably lenient parents, and yet they still display some self-control who in that type of situation, that's, that is a saved, sanctified Christian. But are they undisciplined? Red flag. Why mention all these things, Corey? Because like I said at the beginning of this message, there's green lights and there's red flags. And the ones we choose will determine our path. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Here's a path to follow. And so much of the enemy's plan in your life is to get you to deviate from that path. And I think one of his greatest weapons of mass destruction is the weapon of mass distraction getting you distracted by a relationship. And these are some red flags I want on your radar. So don't forget them. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? God, thank you that you speak to us. Thank you, God, that you gave us your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, I pray that these things would be so close to our hearts. Pray every young person in here would have like a, a spiritual radar that when they see these things pop up, 
God, that they would just like immediately turn the other way. Thank you, God, that you gave us the perfect example of love. Thank you that a relationship with you gives us the, it gives us the ability to have health and wholeness in every other part of our lives. God, I pray anybody who, in this room who doesn't have a relationship with you, God, that their heart would be open to that right now. With heads bowed, with eyes closed, maybe you're here and that, that is you. And you would say, you know what, Corey, I do. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want a relationship with God. You know tonight, young person, you can take the pen of your life, the pen of your story. You could put it in God's hands and let him write the next chapters of your story. If that's you, right here, right now, I'm going to ask you to respond in a simple way. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, would you just lift your hand? Then you can put it right back down. I think that this is just kind of our way of expressing on the outside what's happening on the inside. You want a relationship with God. You want a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you, like that first point, maybe you do feel some apathy Maybe you do feel, feel uh, some misery and, and maybe, you're, maybe you're dealing with emptiness or hollowness. Can I tell you, there is one thing that brings fulfillment and purpose and joy, not happiness, joy to our lives and to our souls. That's a relationship with Jesus. You can have that right now. When I get to three, you want that relationship. You throw your hand up, you put it right back down. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Here we go. One, two, three, go. All over this place. Man, so cool. So cool. You can put your hands right back down. Hey, we begin this relationship with words that we say with our mouth, that we believe in our heart. We're a family here, so we pray together. Would everybody say these words right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. From this day forward, I'll be your child, and you'll be my father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, we are so stoked you just made that decision. It's the best decision you can make with your life, but it's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning not the end of the relationship. It's just the beginning. And we want to help you in walking out the next steps of this relationship with God. We want to give you something called the next seven days. It's an absolutely free gift that we've put together, a resource to help answer some questions that you might have. And you can get it in a really simple way. Go to our Instagram at bridge YTH underscore, slide into our DMs and just uh, DM us the words next seven and we'll handle the rest. We'll connect you with a youth leader. We'll get you the next seven days. I promise you it will bless you. It'll help you. It'll help answer some questions you might have. So um, DM us. If you don't have Instagram, come find myself. Find Amber. Find Wyatt. Find any one of our leaders. Say, I want to get the next seven days. We'll find another way to get it to you. Hey, one more time. Can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, would you stand to your feet? Would you head to the front? I want to pray a prayer over us tonight. As you're heading up, um, I kind of was like, how do we end this topic? It's, it's not really like, it's not nearly as much of a message I've preached as it is like big brother advice that I've given. So how do we end this talk? As, as we've talked about, uh, I'm going to give you guys the list. Back to back, it sounds dismal. Apathy, misery, chaos, impatient, mean, wicked, unfaithful, harsh, undisciplined. Somebody say red flag. I know like 
Like those are some really, really great red flags to look out for in somebody else. But can I ask you a question? Do you see any of those things in yourself? I think that this is not only a great message to help us put on our radar the things to look out for in others, but I think it's a great mirror for us to get introspective about. Now look, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. None. You know, you know, it's one of the craziest things to me when people go, oh, I met such a judgmental Christian. Like that's an oxymoron. It's like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> is it jumbo or is it shrimp? <laughs> like judgmental Christian should not, those two things, judgmental and Christian should be mutually exclusive. Why? Because Jesus came and said, I have, says, the Bible says, God has not sent Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Jesus told a prostitute woman, hey, um, where are your accusers? And she looks up, oh, nowhere. He goes, that's right, I got rid of them all. So, so who's condemned you? And she goes, nobody. And he goes, cool, then neither do I condemn you. Go live your life of sin. So there's no judgment here. I'm not telling you to use these nine red flags as a, as a mirror of condemnation, but a moment of reflection. God, are any of these in me? Because um, I don't want to steal what I think Wyatt's going to preach week after next, but um, don't look for the right person. Become the right person. Because what if the right person shows up and you're not ready for them? when you're like 17 or 18, right? Maybe 16 if you're super mature. <laughs> or when your parents say you can date, because that's not up to your youth pastor, that's up to your parents <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> um, so let's have a moment of self-reflection. Here's what I was thinking about. Uh, here's what I was thinking about. As a, don't, don't let me cover up your music. <laughs> the psalmist wrote two things that I feel like is for this moment. He wrote, he wrote, search me, O God. Search me. The depths of my heart, search me. And point out anything in me that's contrary to your way. And then in another psalm, he said, after, uh, after having said, search me, O God, he said, create in me a clean heart. And when I think of what a clean heart looks like, I think of love, joy, peace, patience kindness, goodfulness. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Wyatt shout out. He said goodfulness a few weeks ago. Gentleness and self-control. Man, put these nine things to memory and ask yourself at all times, am I displaying these things in my life? So let's have a moment where we say, God, search me. Search me, oh God. And if there's any of these red flags in me, God, would you remove them and create in me a clean heart? Would you do this? Would you just put your hands right out in front of you? Close your eyes. Let me pray for you. God, God, I put myself at the front of this line. God, being a pastor and being married for, for nearly 14 years does not exclude me from error or failure or sin. So God, I, I first and foremost at the front of this line say, search me, oh God. And, and would you, God, create in me a clean heart. God, if there's anything in me that's contrary to your way, 
to how you would have me to live. God, would you remove that? God, thank you that, that you're so gracious and you're so gentle with us, God, that you don't come and smack us upside the head and tell us how terrible we are. But God, you just so gently as a loving father just say, hey, do you notice this? Do you see that there's some apathy in your heart? Do you see that you're just impatient? Do you see that, that bit of wickedness that you've been holding on to? Thank you, God, that sometimes you come to us and you just go, hey, you're kind of being vain. You're just not, you're not reflecting my kindness to people. So gently you show us these things. So God, now, for some of us right now, you're, you're just kind of pointing out something. Thank you that you're not a, 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 an, an angry father who's just ready to punish us. But you're a perfect, loving, heavenly father that grabs us by the hand and says, hey, let me lead you in the ways of righteousness. Let me mold you and shape you. Let me so gently form you into the man and woman that I'm calling you to be. So God, would you now lead us to display all the fruit of the Spirit in our life. What we do now is we just worship you. We honor you. We praise you. We're so thankful for you, God. Just begin to worship him right there in your own words. God, we worship you. We honor you. Could I? 
I had a moment and I just have something really heavy on my heart. I know Corey had a big brother moment with you guys tonight. Can I just have a big sister moment with you guys tonight? So if there's any of you out there, I feel like there's like people out there who you think that getting in a relationship with all your brokenness is gonna fix all your brokenness. And can I just say it won't? Because people are messy and we're broken and we're hurting. And sometimes our lives produce the red flags that Corey was talking about tonight and we're not perfect. But can I just encourage you that what you need is an encounter with God. Because he can heal your brokenness. He can heal our heart. He is the creator. He's a father. He's a potter. And he wants to do that with you. So I just want to encourage you tonight, Bridget. Maybe, maybe you feel like you're too far gone. You're like, Liv, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been doing. You don't know how I've been talking. And you're right, I don't. I have no idea. But I know God does. And I know that he knows exactly the plan that he has for you. He wants you to walk out in the plans that he has for you, not the path of the world and not what the world says and not what society deems as real, but what the God says is truth. And I want to encourage you guys to walk out in that tonight. Some of you made that decision tonight to walk out in that. So, hey, can we just give it up for all the people who made that decision? That's so, so rad. Seriously, that is the best decision you will ever make with your entire life. And we want to celebrate that with you at the bridge. We don't want you walking this out alone. So as Corey said, if you made that decision tonight, make sure to DM bridge YTH underscore. Just DM us the words next seven. We'll take care of the rest. It'll just be seven videos of Corey walking out with this next seven days will look like. Do it on your big screen TV because I hate that. <laughs> Send him a video of it. Um, but hey, we are so, so proud of you. So hey, let's just give it up again for everybody who made the decision. questions and we don't want you walking that out alone so hey Sunday mornings at 11:30, we have connect groups and it's a great way to get those questions answered be in community with people it's a great time so if you aren't pulling up on Sundays bro what are you doing pull up on Sundays it's a great time so hey we love you Bridget we hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see y'all Sunday